Hey, shout out to Victoria Monet. Love that song. She's actually an amazing artist. If you guys have not checked out Victoria Monet, um, you know, I think I heard a couple of her her albums what a few years ago when I was living in DC. And um, you know, that track had come out coasting. And I think it definitely uh fits tonight's episode of Insecure. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to the Jameer Smith Show podcast season three. And we are back. It is Monday and I know, I know, I missed you guys on Sunday. And the unfortunate thing is I was running around doing every single thing besides watching Insecure. And I heard so much feedback about tonight's episode in addition to, you know, how people are feeling about the season. But y'all know I have to give my whole little review. I mean, come on. I love Issa like y'all love Issa. So it is season five, episode eight. And tonight's episode, (sighs) Choices Okay, is the title of tonight's episode. And, you know, as the show begins, it's it really if we can think about last week's episode on how that really ended and all of the women kind of coming together, looking at each other and really kind of determining, you know, what does their future look like for each other and individually. And I think, you know, when uh, Tiffany had kind of made that announcement that she may be moving to Denver with her husband, Derek, it's interesting how a lot of those things really do put a little bit of a wrench into your friendships. So as this week opens up, it really does focus on Issa's vision for her own future and her dreams and, you know, her vision for the block, you know, that's her company. Shout out to the block. And um, I think also highlighting where her heart lies. And we see a lot of foreshadowing in this episode. And as we have seen with Issa from Awkward Black Girl to all of Insecure, uh episodes you know i think that's definitely what she does extremely well because she really does speak to herself the way that we as people speak to our own selves um in certain situations but it opens up with isa and nathan in bed and it's interesting because i was like now hold on did i miss an episode because i'm like now this is now almost what the second or third opening with them kind of staying in the same place and i'm like wait did he move in What's going on? Hold on. Did I miss something? And, you know, Issa kind of points out that she's wearing his T-shirt. And y'all know how it is when y'all start leaving stuff at somebody's house. So that's exactly what happened in this situation. And, um, you know, Nathan kind of takes it upon himself and kind of suggests that they should move in together. And Issa looks at him in surprise and she's like, she kind of agrees and she really thinks about it. And you guys know, uh, when it comes to cohabitating, it's it's huge. That is big in a relationship. You know, as we live in single places and you can come and go as you please, you know, once you begin to live with someone, I think as individuals, you, you, you live a certain way and things have a certain place. And I know me, I was even in this situation and... It's, it's not that you don't want someone to move in with you. I think you want it to feel right. You want your gut to tell you that everything is going to be great and your feelings and your emotions and everything to really just fall into place the way it's supposed to. And 
for me, I think, you know, moving in is is a lot. It's it's huge. And it's a it's a big opportunity for two individuals to cohabitate and really, really learn each other. Um, I mean, because let's be clear, you can really learn a person whenever you live with them. So just put it out there. Next scene really does focus on the block Issa's company, um, the art walk that they were she was doing in L.A. And she starts to chat with and I don't know if you guys remember, I think his name was Seth. He was one of the reps from uh, the company that who's kind of been sponsoring a lot of her work. And he tells her that she's really been doing an amazing job and later on kind of expect, you know, a formal offer from the company soon. And that's big. I mean, when you look at the transition from season one to now season five and how Issa has been really like a lot of us, you know, trying to find her voice in the ruckus of the world. And now she's really noticing, oh, wow, I, I now got my niche in something and, and really getting the support from a company that really believes in my vision and I don't have to alter who I am and what I believe in. It's kind of like they're supporting this vision and I think that's super dope. You know, whenever you focus on, you know, what is your craft? What are you what are you good at? What's your passion? And then being able to partner with companies that are maybe bigger than you to support your vision. I think that's always an amazing thing when you never have to uh, compromise, you know, whatever your focus is and your dreams and your aspirations are. It's I, it's absolutely fantastic. But she runs into Nathan and his cousin as they're shopping. And I love like their dynamic because you're able to see Nathan really hoping to rebuild his relationship with his cousin. And Issa takes like this funny photo of both of them like, hey, be natural. And she's like, OK. And it totally does not come off as natural at all. But, you know, I love that. They're really just rebuilding that broken trust that. Nathan had kind of left out in the wind, per se, you know, with, you know, his family, because I think, you know, as we all know, Nathan has the reputation of ghosting and hopefully he can open up if he has not already open up to his family about, you know, the mental illness that is going on, because I mean, that's huge that he's now come to terms with it because you guys see at the beginning of the episode, he's still taking his medication. He's really trying to understand and be present in the mental state that he's in and really handle it the best way he can. And so with the support of his family, and I know that they probably will be super supportive because that's the way that it looked like they were in a few episodes before. So hopefully he'll be able to just kind of open up, you know, in, in the next few episodes. So she ends up running into her good girlfriends, Molly and Kelly. And Molly starts to give updates on kind of her date with Torian. And, you know, I and I, before I continue i have to say i had reservations at the beginning on how i felt about that relationship because you guys know how i feel about working relationships and you know they can go good or bad and you're like oof i still gotta go to work tomorrow and i just slept with that person you know so it's like sometimes it can be very uncomfortable environments i've never been in that situation but 
I can only imagine because let's be clear, we're all human. This is flesh. You know, emotions are high and heavy and you never want that uncomfortable <sighs> moment at work. I mean, you're at work for a reason. So anyway, Molly starts to give her updates on Torian and, you know, it's interesting how she is just a, a total different person this season that she's just a little bit more free and open. And I really do think that it has to do even with, you know, her mom having a stroke and she starts to talk about how difficult it is for her parents to talk about their will. And it's so interesting. I was in this situation a few years ago and I was having a conversation with my parents about, you know, their last will and testament and, you know, what are the things that are necessary for funerals and signing off on whatever I needed to, you know, to make sure that there was somewhat of a seamless process um, in the moments of if something were to happen, you know, to my parents. And, you know, it, it, this episode really made me start putting pen to paper on like, what does my own personal will look like? Because I think as we're all living through this world, I think we all need to start planning out, you know, what does next steps look like for us? You know, of course, tomorrow is not promised for any of us. But then, you know, how do we make sure that the people that we love and care about are taken care of? So so Kelly, she kind of steps up and moves forward to kind of offer to sit down, you know, with Molly's parents to really talk about, you know, a financial future for them. And what does it look like? But then also to kind of be comfortable with someone that Molly knows, you know, because I think it's different whenever it's a stranger sitting in your home talking about finances versus someone that you love and respects you and, and is a part of the family. You know, you may be a little bit more open and free to just kind of let it out and say, these are the things that I am successful with. These are the things, you know, that I need help with. And we all need help sometimes when it comes to financial stability and what does our future look like so you know after the art walk is over um i think her name is what koya koya that's isa's assistant i love her i mean she is like the epitome of a ride or die assistant you know right hand to isa like she not only supports her vision but she is like girl if somebody's trying to come for you i got your back what's up you know what I'm saying? So they end up running into Crenshawn. Oof, my Lord. And he had been really kind of just like waiting for the event to be over so he can really follow up with them about, you know, how he feels about their relationship and what happened. And he apologizes really how a lot of the things ended, you know, between Issa and him and especially a lot of the social media back and forth. But he also kind of talks about, you know, the success that he's going through and events and how hard it is, you know, to really put on these events that Issa's doing. And she admits like, yeah, it's a lot from permits to, you know, building relationships and making sure that you have the right license for everything. It's just it's a lot. And so he starts to have a proposal for her and he's like, hey, we should team up and Let's keep working together and really keep building in the community. What I love about this show, it really does highlight and emphasize what does it feel like to be a part of your community where you come from, to one, see your community 
<laughs> have regentrification and dealing with that and really trying to hold on to any of the authenticity of the past. But in addition to, you know, focusing on the future of the community and holding on to your own blackness and creativity. And I think, you know, I have a personal opinion about, you know, if she should or should not kind of go with Crenshaw and or if she should go with the company that's going to give her financial backing, because it's one of those things. It's like really a double edged sword. You know, do you go with, you know, a big name company that's going to give you the money to really grow your business? And once you grow your business, do you kind of move out of the quote unquote hood and, you know, start leading from you know, the, the watchtower and letting, you know, everyone else be a part of your vision? Or do you stay within the community and really just, you know, do the, the, the groundwork that is necessary to be successful? I think it's, it's, it's really hard, you know, and I know Issa is really in a bind right now on, you know, what to do. But I think more than anything, Issa is super impressed that, Crenshaw's audacity of just one apologizing, but then, you know, later on, he reaches out and says, hey, let's link up. And she kind of sees that he's serious. She's like, oh, wow. You know, he's looking at a spot that, you know, that maybe they could collaborate together. And he just seems really serious about how do we drive this business together and stay within the community and build up our community and still, you know, cohabitate with the regentrification that's happening. I think all of the above. So at, before she meets up with him, she does get the final, you know, formal letter from the NBW. And it's big. I mean, it's really, like I said, one of those things that. What do you do? How do you decide? You know, it's just. As me and some of my friends, so it's, it's very, very busy. <laughs> so it seems like Issa and Koya, they kind of meet up uh, with the NBW exec to kind of go over the details of the event. And this is where a lot of the foreshadowing starts. You know, um, you know, Issa is super decked out. She walks, you know, in this beautiful new uh, theater venue and she just kind of starts with the detailing of, you know, brand penetration and, you know, in the black community and Koya now she has a couple of assistants and you then just start seeing Issa just kind of pop over. Uh, I think she's in Detroit chatting with the beautiful Elaine. Uh, I love her and I can never pronounce her last name, but uh, Wealth Roth. And she talks about the block and being in the community and Issa is like super Hollywood, like, oh, I have to fly back, you know, and X, Y, Z. And she admits that she just doesn't have time to do anything in the city for a while. And I think that's what happens sometimes once you take over these big contracts. Like, you know, do you have the time anymore? You know, are you now just the face and everyone else is just kind of working for you? And all of this, of course, is foreshadowing, you know, she boards like this first class plane and she's super glamorous. I mean, you get to see this. Her hair is all pressed out and blown out. And she's just uh, you really get to see what is it 
in her mind look like once she takes this deal and how lucrative it is. And I think she even glances over, she sees Ty Dolla Sign, shout out to Ty Dolla Sign, who he's on his way to collaborate with Crenshaw. And I think that was just that little, you know, nugget that was in the back of her mind, like, yo, wait a minute. So I decided not to work with him, but he's still doing big things. Shout out to Crenshaw. Okay. And so Krishan has kind of managed, you know, a fashion himself. And he's kind of become like the local hero. And LA just loves him. Crenshaw loves him. And Issa starts to look super uncomfortable. Like she kind of goes back into this beautiful home that she has with Nathan. And she's just looking around like, wait, when did I even buy this house? And that's what happens. I think sometimes whenever you... You get to that status level and you just start to forget things because everyone else is doing it for you. And it's like they moved to West Hollywood and she starts to kind of look at the scenario of herself like the what ifs. Like, what am I doing? What if I decide and what did I just do? So it then just kind of flashes back to Molly and with her and her brothers and Kelly is sitting down really talking about her estate, their family's estate, and you know what does the last will and testament look like? But it looks like Molly's parents are just super uncomfortable about really getting down deep into what does their will look like, you know? Um, her, her father, he's the quintessential man that has made the comments that many men of color always say is that he feels like he's worked all of his life and he has nothing to show for it. And I love the support from his wife because it's definitely something my mom would always say is that, no, you have created an amazing life, some beautiful children. And, you know, I, I think it's sadly familiar with a lot of black families that we always somewhat say we work so hard and I'm going to say an old term, we work our fingers to the bone. And then sometimes you just have nothing to show for it, especially when you have a family and you're just trying to build a legacy and you just don't have a legacy to, to leave. So Kelly tells them, you know, let's try and paint, you know, an accurate financial picture and start building on that. And I, I love that Kelly really starts to find what she loves to do. And of course, that's, you know, building relationship, but in addition to, you know, having these very hard, tough conversations, you know, with people on how do we build a financial backing for you? Even if you don't have one, we need to start, even if it's starting today, let's call the bank and let's figure something out. So, Getting back to Issa and, and Crenshaw, they meet up for coffee and, you know, he presses really the issue of this brand new retail and event space that he had found and is super perfect for him and the block to really just drive some big business. And she begins to foreshadow again as she walks away saying, you know, we'll connect, you know, let me think about it. And this foreshadowing now goes to her and our girl Koya they meet up with Crenshaw at his studio and it's like they're walking through and 
Issa is dressed up in one of his designs. And I have to say, I love the way that they had, you know, the studio because it was like super chic and the, the clothing looked like art exhibits, you know, hanging in like this glass figurine. I, I think it was amazing. It was like highlighted, illuminated, you know, it was really nice. And, you know, next Issa kind of takes Crenshaw to like this empty storefront and you know, they're looking at each other like we have built a great platform. Now it's time for us to uh, a great storefront. How do we now build our second one? And their platform is getting so big because so many people are looking at Issa as she walks out. And mind you, this is all in her head <laughs> as I'm talking. You know, people are just like, oh, my gosh, that's Issa. And, you know, she's really giving back to the family of, of black folk and a bus passes and she sees plastered Ty Dolla Sign is the new spokesperson for MBW. And so it's interesting how kind of Issa has this beautiful curly fro in the next scene. And I have to say that is the prettiest I have seen her in a long time. Not to say she's not gorgeous, but I mean, from all of the different wigs and, and, and whatever she has used, you know, in this foreshadowing, that has been the prettiest I have seen Issa Rae in a long time. Like she looked absolutely gorgeous. And in that moment, you get to see the phenomenal, the iconic Tyra Banks. And she is giving Issa the key to the city of Inglewood for just all of her hard work that she has done in the community. And she's also declared a Issa Wood day. <laughs> but then she kind of goes back to Nathan and, you know, she kind of asks, why did we not move to a bigger place? Because it really does, as she's still foreshadowing, she goes back to her original apartment that she's living in. And Nathan kind of walks away, like going to the bathroom or something or getting her something to drink or something like that. And I remember you hear this voice and it's actually Lawrence's voice. And he's starting to tell her how proud he is of her, of all the hard work that she's done. And he kind of moves in to kiss her in, in Issa Rae fashion or Issa D on the show fashion. She leans back and screams like, nah! <laughs> and it just ends up, you know, with her wrapping up that meeting with Crenshaw from the coffee shop and it's just in that moment, it really is a lot to unpack. You know, it really goes back and forth. Like I was saying, like, do you stay in the community and figure it out, you know, and, and really stay in the struggle, figure out what it looks like and feels like to be amongst the community and really be respected in the community on another level because you stayed in the community or do you go with the company that gives you the money to support your vision and to drive your vision, but you really aren't in charge of your vision anymore? Others are in the front seat making all of the decisions for you. It's really a hard decision. Molly leaves her family and, um, you know, as she goes to sit in the car, she's she did she was in a moment and she did something that I have done before. Um, 
she gets ready to leave and she just has a breakdown. And I think it's really just the planning of what does it look like for her family to really, I hate to say, plan their death? You know, because I think, you know, she was just in a moment with her mom having a stroke. And again, guys, these are conversations that are so hard that no one wants to have. But unfortunately, we always have to have this conversation because unfortunately, we all don't live forever. So Torian ends up calling her and as she's in the middle of a mid cry, you know, she admits that, you know, unfortunately, tonight would not be the best night for them to get together. She really wouldn't be, you know, the best of company. And I love how Torian really ends the call. Well, I'm here and I'm here to talk whenever you're ready. And I feel like that's what we need sometimes in these situations that we all live in is what does the support look like? Because I think sometimes we just need someone to say that they're here for us. And they're here to listen to us. And so she's back in her apartment and Issa kind of goes over really the two focuses that she just really mirrored. Like she's really upset that Lawrence kind of showed up in her fantasy. And, you know, what does that mean? What does that look like? But in addition to, you know, the fantasy of what may or may not work if she decides to work with Crenshaw, but then also you know, she looks at Mira Issa. We all love Mira Issa because Mira Issa kind of gives her the raw, real and uncut. And she says, you know, Mira Issa says that, you know, she called Lawrence a few weeks ago in that last episode. Remember? And I think her, his appearance really in her vision, it must mean something that, you know, maybe the closure is not closed yet. Maybe there's more to that situation. <sighs> too much but um you know as it wraps you know Issa calls her bestie and molly she and molly i love that their relationship has really tried the test of time as any of our quote-unquote best friends have always gone through is that nothing is always perfect and i would never ever be interested in being with any of my friendships that are always perfect because i'm looking for her how do we get through the hard times to continue to build the great times? And, um, you know, Issa calls Molly to just kind of go over and talk to her about, you know, should she go with MBW? Will she be a sellout? And or does she go with Crenshaw? You know, will he be a huge risk? And, you know, Molly just kind of tells her there's really no wrong answer to this situation. And. As they hang up, I love how both of them is just like, I love you, sis. And this next moment just like soothes my heart that Molly gets a knock at the door and it's a delivery of some wings and some wine that Torian had sent over just to kind of brighten her up, lighten the mood. And I'm like, girl, that's what I'm talking about. Having somebody to support you even from a distance. And he's like, hey, wings and wine will always make any day better. And so as kind of the show, the episodes in 
the episode ends and as the show wraps you know nathan and Issa are kind of getting ready for dinner and he brings over some takeout and as he kind of leaves for another room she hears lawrence's voice again and it's kind of like what what is this what is this playing out in her mind right now you know it's like does she revisit the situation with Lawrence and figure out where do they stand you know because remember on the last episode Lawrence and Condola were like hey I just want to make sure that you're happy and they kind of said it in a way of let's be great parents to our child but you be happy in whatever capacity that looks like for you and unfortunately as I'm about to cry there are only two episodes left Boo. But I think it's interesting that, you know, it really does create the conversations of a lot of us of what we go through on, you know, what type of job should I take? Should I take this one that feels right because it's a lot of money? Do I take the other one because this is my passion and I can be true and authentic to myself? Do I stick with, you know, the man or the woman that I am comfortable with, that is working on themselves and totally appreciates me? Or do I go with the one that I've known forever? The one that has not moved on, but has now become successful in his own right. And do we now build success together? I don't know, it's just, it's just a lot. And I cannot stand you, Issa and Prentice and Melinda and all of y'all that are ending this season. Boo. But guys, make sure that you support always. If you have not seen it, make sure you catch up on Insecure on HBO Sundays at 10. And thank you guys so much for, of course, listening to my good old rant and review. <laughs> and stay tuned. I have a special guest this week on the Jameer Smith show. You guys don't want to miss it. In addition to, I will be going over my weekend in DC, things to do, holiday. Guys, stay tuned. As you guys always know, what we say on the end of the show, stay positive, but stay creative. Until next time, thank you for tuning in.